1: Thomas. Hello. What are the good qualities that you bring to a relationship?
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Say something
1: oh. nice about yourself, I dare you. Oh,
2: the eyebrows that'll be raised when my lady listens to this episode. There. <laughs> uh, Interesting question, Liz. Now, readers, with a loaded question like this, there's going to be some horn, some horn blowing from everybody yeah. in the room. Yeah. So let's all just accept that. Yep. My good qualities in a relationship. Uh, I think I'm a good champion for my for my lady. I uh, I hold her up in the world and I and encourage and. I'm a good supporter for what she does. A good, good cheerleader. Yes, As a reality babe, check, I
1: will say I have noticed this about you. So this is not just you. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah.
2: Uh, sweating. Oh God, it's hot in here. It's bright. <laughs> um, I'm a good sound. Sa- I think I'm a good soundboard for problems and and uh, and issues in a in relationship. Uh, Yes, sort of comedically, I can bounce around life going ah, fucking Jesus Christ, fuck, and, and yeah. sort of like that. But when there's an issue, when there's a problem, level-headed, uh, good advice, nice. I can get. I, I can get the uh, torches and pitchforks out and then hit the streets with you. But also, I'll try diplomacy. Um, I think I have a good, healthy uh, understanding of a division of labor. I think.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I will
2: cook. I will. I, I do more cleaning. I do more cooking. Um, I wish more
1: people had that. Just um, in general, it does seem like a lot of relationships, and it's not even gendered, are just imbalanced with the amount of work that people put in yes. in terms of acts of service.
2: I, so I think when, there's, no, there's no assumption that you will do this or that I will do this. It, it, it just sort of gets done. There's mm. three off the top of my head, and I'll, scare, I'll flirt my eyes around the room and sort of desperately try for someone to take the spotlight off me. Elizabeth, when you were in a relationship, yes, what are your good qualities?
1: I'm a really good nurturer. I'm nurture, good at yes. I'm good at looking after people even if they don't want to be looked after just in secret little ways to make their lives a little bit easier. Um, I'm not easy to live with all of the time, that's um, a, that's but okay. I always like I always get worried if somebody's you know not feeling great or and I and I like to try and help. Um, Sometimes people don't want my help, so sometimes I need to do what I my right. therapist used to call ninja nurturing, which is just yes. like cooking extra dinner and it just being there. Mm. Um, I think I am quite good at physical... Like uh, physical affection, yep, not everyone loves that though. So that's that okay, but that's
2: everyone's different. So you have to match up how you
0: how you. Um, can.
1: And I'm always very good with um, words of affirmation. So I'm always ah, happy to yes. tell you. I will tell you what's on my mind. I will tell you how I feel. You will never have to guess what my feelings are. Um, I will, you know, constantly vocally be your champion and and tell you that you can do it and you can. You know, you can clear the hurdle and offer to help if you need a resume written. I don't know. Like I just, I, I'm a helper. I'm a helper, and sometimes they put my own mental health at risk because I'm helping other people. But I'm <laughs> a helper in a in a relationship.
2: Sure. Now, we can spin the spotlight to a third part, party, uh, if, if but uh, con- with consent willing. I mean, he will be on microphone for this episode. Uh, yes. Uncle Zane is in the house. I'm here. Uh, sorry, in the house, as they say. Do <laughs> no, uh, I get to sell are... myself now? Yes. Uh, yes. If you would if like a stab, you don't have to.
3: I mean, I think my, my best traits in a relationship are probably some of my just personal traits in life. It's like I'm very good at being the responsible adult. And or, and <clears throat> in a relationship that very much means kind of like being forcing honesty, <laughs> yep. and, yeah, and not right. letting things go untended. To, mm. um, I think yeah. So that that's probably my my biggest quality is I'm willing to say the things the that stuff. some people would re- re- would prefer go unsaid, mm. uh, and that would. Turn into a problem later down the. That's
2: track. a nice. That's a nice yeah. quality to have. You, you being able to put about uh, put aside pride or ego or anything like mm. that, and yeah. sort of go, "No, hang on, the, the problem here. This needs to happen."
3: And on the yeah. other side of that, I think I'm very generous. So, like, yes, yeah, I, would attest
2: to, uh, I think everyone that knows Zane personally would attest. <laughs> would attest We're to all nodding, that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nodding so like, around.
3: I'm. I don't. I don't hold back. In within a relationship, no. so like I'll say I feel this way and this is what I want to do, and if and if you can't, so if you we want to do this and you can't afford it, we'll just do it. I'm like
1: me too, yeah. I do that too. Except my my ex used to get real mad at me because he's like, "You're spending too much money." I'm like, "We don't have joint finances. Leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> so then. <laughs> So then I would, because I was working for a magazine at the time, so then I would just buy a voucher for whatever I wanted to do and go, hey, work gave me this voucher because I wanted to do it, damn it. Oh, um, there's
2: nothing nothing wrong with that With that little. See, little
1: again, ninja nurturing. Yeah, they don't know just, that I'm paying it's... for something that they think they can't afford, but it was Absolutely. just like we were earning over $120,000 together and they were like, we're battlers. Fuck you, we're not battlers. We can yeah. afford to go out to dinner.
2: That's right. Uh, Welcome to Ghost of Voice Friends Past. Aren't we all wonderful people in this room? (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Next week I'm going to say what are the shit ones, what are the shit qualities Uh, that we have. uh, I'm Liz Best.
2: I'm Tom Harris. And we've got Zane Zane C. Weber on
1: mic, producer Zane here again to offer his uh, wisdom and uh, criticism sometimes. Trying to hide my COVID cough. Yeah, look, we've just been discussing off mic how differently COVID has hit us. Zane is coughing all the time and I have something wrong with the cartilage in my ribs so I can't cough and I really want to. So I'm like hearing... Hearing Zane cough and then cough and remember I can't and I'm in intense pain. We're so all
2: being held together with string and strepsils in this <laughs> room, yep. everybody. Yep. We're duct
1: taped. It's 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 great.
2: But well, you join us on a main a uh, main episode of Ghost of Boyfriends Past. Normally, we have a guest in the studio and they'll bring us a tale of love and romance gone by. And we generally we pick through it and at the end we wonder we ask what did we learn. We don't have a guest in the studio today. No. Sometimes that can't happen due to uh, location. Uh, we've got readers spanning all over the globe. Some people don't want to hop on a flight to to Australia to be here in the studio in person, so they write story.
1: This one is because they didn't want to put their name to it because it is a salacious topic oh that we have Ooh. today. Ooh. Uh, delicious, delicious is salacious, and all of those things. It's very long. Okay. It's 14 pages. <laughs>
3: Jeez, so it might be a couple episodes?
1: It's, it's So I've it's, got that stopwatch and it's either going to be two or three episodes. So we'll get to a point and it'll be the, the Swinger Chronicles because we're talking about swinging today. Oh, um, now, I forgot to ask this person what false name they would like us to use for them. So being that they don't refer to themselves, I don't know, we can just say they the whole time yeah. or we can come up with a name that we think.
3: I would like to call like- them... Cindy.
1: Cindy. Okay, Cindy.
2: Thank you, Cindy.
1: This is what's happening. I'm sorry if you hate the name Cindy.
2: (laughs) I also apologize. All right.
1: (laughs) So, um, Cindy has been working on this for quite some time. And when I knew that um, Zane and I were unwell, I contacted her and said, is there any way that it's finished? Because we want to record, but we're probably not up to having people in the studio. And what they sent through was greater than my wildest dreams. Um, they honestly have been working on it for a really long time. So, thank you. So, I'm just going to get straight into it. Please. Now, when people think of swingers... They tend to think about paunchy middle-aged guys with receding hairlines, ponytails, busty, over-bleached blonde women in sexy underwear throwing their keys in a bowl with a nod and a wink. And while yes, I've certainly met these types in the lifestyle, I've mainly met attractive and well-spoken professional people who are, among other things, bank tellers, engineers, lawyers, teachers, police officers, charity workers... University lecturers and nurses. There are a lot of nurses in this lifestyle. (laughs) Hmm. Shift work? I don't know. Hmm. These people, (laughs) Uncle Zan's. Just medical expertise? I don't know, maybe. maybe. I don't know. These people treat this as an exciting addition to their life and wouldn't want to be, uh, sorry, and would not in any way be considered overtly sexual or deviant by any of their vanilla friends. We hide in plain sight. We walk amongst you. Well, that's ominous. Yes. My husband, Hub for reference, and I, are those typical of this type. We're good, upstanding citizens with conservative, professional jobs, a stable marriage, in brackets mostly, who will visit our parents, remember to send a niece or nephew congratulations on an academic achievement, and go to our various sports and hobby clubs, and who also like to find people outside of our marriage to have sex with, either together or depending on the person, completely separately from each other.
3: Okay. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I guess we should all be upfront. Uh, like, what do you have preconceptions about swinging?
1: I feel because of my background, having been cheated on a lot, I would really need to work on my trust issues. Mm-hmm. Like, as a as a concept of something that's a little bit sexy, I'm titillated by it. But I also think in reality that my anxiety would go mental unless I was with someone that was so honest and open. Yeah, I don't mm.
2: know. I uh, I know it happens in the world. I'm t- I think totally at-
1: sexy as fuck, but I'm scared of it.
2: <laughs> uh, totally at peace with it happening in the world and yeah. and uh me personally, I can't ar- but I can't put myself in their shoes as to how these people uh, arrive at at this willingness and uh, to do it. I I don't have that within me, I so have- I struggle a bit in going I, I, I don't play well with others. So, uh, I've
1: discussed a fantasy with an ex before where we were talking about watching each other having sex with someone else, mm. but then we just got ourselves worked up and had the sex. Mm. Like, we didn't do it, but have definitely talked about how hot it would be, but I think my own issues would get in the way of it.
2: I will agree that swinging, swinging does have it does need a, a brand refresh in terms of... Yeah, uh, it's
1: so 70s dirty, yeah, branded the, the connotations that come yeah. to
2: head whenever you hear that see Shag-par that see that carpet. word, it's just... <laughs> Just Lots key, of brown. Teas in the bowl. Brown Arama. You're right.
0: Yeah.
1: Brown Arama. I love it. Brown Arama. <laughs> gross. <Okay. laughs> now, while I don't go around actively recruiting people, in brackets, I'm not a Scientologist, if someone finds out and asks with genuine interest, that I'm happy to talk to them about the lifestyle. I often have a little water test if someone jiggles my swing da. My go to being. Well, you'd be fun at a swingers' party. And how they react often tells me everything I need to know about how open they are to the idea. I've also sat through very uncomfortable conversations with people who have no idea that I'm in the lifestyle and listening to them being completely judgy about swinging.
3: Oh.
1: Of course. Of course
3: (laughs) As someone who spent a number of years in a rural town in the closet Yeah (laughs) Oh yeah
1: (laughs) Several years ago, my best friend took me to see Louis Theroux Oh, don't This is going to make me sad I like Louis Theroux Um, I haven't read all of this, by the way Because I wanted it to be a bit of a surprise too Took me to see Louis Theroux being interviewed by Julia Zemiro And when he talked about his episode on Swingers There was a definite ick vibe that I could feel radiating from the audience Mm -hmm. My bestie included I keep my mouth shut, obviously, but if I'm asked my opinion of it, I simply say that we probably shouldn't care what others do if it's not harming anybody else. Agreed. 100%. Totally. So I pitched the idea to Ghost of Boyfriend's Past, that's us, about whether hearing a few stories from the swing set would be of interest and the stories I wanted to tell will hopefully make you laugh, some will make you cringe with secondhand embarrassment and some will make you angry for us. Hopefully none will offend you. Like the time we took a 23-year-old babyface playmate with us to Sexpo as he was staying with us over that weekend and a female storeholder asked if it was weird that he was at Sexpo with his parents.
2: <laughs> yeah. Not the sexy vibe Whoa. we're all going for.
1: He hesitated for a second before saying completely straight-faced, they aren't my parents. Awkward silence followed until husband said to her, bet that's made it weirder for you, ha huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this girl was at Sexpo. What did she think it was about? I hate to think of how she coped with the amateur strip show later in the evening.
3: To be fair, if just because a group of people is at Sexpo doesn't mean that they're not his parents. Hmm. And doesn't automatically mean that they are I mean, shit That he's a unicorn to their, their couple
1: like, if my parents were cool enough to go to sexpo with me, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. That's the thing.
3: If my mom asked me to go to sexpo with her, I'd go to sexpo with my her. My mother would
1: be more embarrassed to be at sexpo with me than I would be.
3: Well, to go I don't there think my mother would ever want to go to sexpo.
1: Mine might. She's a sex therapist. So. <laughs>
2: my mo- Yeah, my mother's uh, stance on sexual education was if they ask a question, I'll answer it. And in our household, there's a wonderful moment when my two sisters were being driven home from school and they pulled into the driveway and my baby sister. Uh, innocently asked mum, mum, what's a wet dream? Oh. And my The door's oth- locked. And my, my, <laughs> and my other sister just gets out of the car and runs <laughs> away. Just te- the, my bum. The, f- the 14-year-old can't deal with that, but the, the, the innocent seven-year-old with yep, questions. Yep. <laughs> it's mm. so funny.
1: Or there was the time when I had a swinger friend inadvertently out me to a colleague of mine. Mm. The colleague recently separated was new to Swingtown and had met our friend through one of the apps. Our friend asked if she could bring him to a party that we were hosting. He had a common first name and we didn't get his last name. So sure, why not bring him along? Hub and my name in combination, however, are unusual enough for someone who knows us to pick up on it. So he inquired with our friend as to what we looked like and what we did for work and then told her that he worked with me. Thus followed a frenzied, apologetic phone call from our friend and the colleague opted not to come to the party in the end. We did manage to keep it very professional at work until he moved to a different team. For the record, I did not want to see him naked, so it would have been super-duper <laughs> awkward if he had wanted to come along. So while those are a couple of the cute, funny, awkward stories, I do want to give you some more meaty ones with encounters that didn't quite go as planned.
3: Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, I'm interested to see what the the parallels are here because there's, there, there's definitely a, an aspect of being in the closet um as well i was
2: gonna pick up on that there is a swingers clearly don't want to be out like outed as swingers in in workplaces obviously everyone's privacy is important it's a shame that
1: everybody can't just be like exactly like cindy and be like you know if it's not harming somebody else then why should you care but unfortunately the world is so not that it's mm. the opposite of that yeah
3: to be fair though i think like this is what like gay people have fought against in the last 20 years as well as it's like just because you know that i have a sexual preference doesn't mean that you need to think about it yeah Um, Yeah. and doesn't mean that i need to hide it so i think i think that i hope that swinging can take that same and polyamory as well can Mm -hmm. save that same same path as like people like cindy owning up and educating about it so that when people go like yeah we're non-monogamous people go like oh
0: okay
1: I've had a few more encounters recently where like I've been on dates guys um, where people were saying you know that they're ethically non-monogamous and that actually suited me down to the ground because I don't want to Real relationship, like, not I don't want a yeah, soul yeah. relationship. Mm. So, the fact that more people are like talking about it straight up is good, but yeah, swinging is still like little secret.
3: Yeah, well, si- swinging is then I'm also interested to see the adjacency to the kink community because, like,
0: mm. a
3: lot of people who are into the kink community don't advertise that no. as well because you know mm. people don't need to know mm. unless they're actively involved. <laughs>
1: So this first story is Swing Foul Number One, and in italics it says he wasn't Ted Bundy; he was much, much worse. Oh no!
2: Now I'm hyperbole terrified. Been, I mean, uh, he was Ted a,
1: Bundy killed a lot of people. Yeah, you killed people. a lot of people.
2: <laughs>
3: maybe
1: and was really maybe. charismatic and attractive.
3: I mean, I hope no one dies in this <laughs> <Yeah>. story. <laughs> Gee, All right,
1: let's go. Let's buckle in. I haven't read this. I deliberately didn't read them because I wanted to be surprised. When we first started, I let Hub do a lot of the searching for the right fit. There's this concept of a unicorn, Mm -hmm. a bisexual female, to join the couple in a threesome. Every straight guy's fantasy, right? Well, due to our separate sexual orientations, Hub is bisexual and I am heteroflexible. Our preference is for an even more elusive creature, the... Municorn, a bisexual male for a devil's triangle. Male, male, female, threesome. Mm-hmm. Now, in theory, this should be super easy, right? Throw a tiny grain of sand in the direction of any sex dating app, and you will hit a horny male mm-hmm. willing to drop everything and come galloping into the bedroom and dive on in. I can attest yeah, to that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yep, even if you really don't want that. Yes, that's true, but it's impossible to find one that fits my criteria, which is that they have to be within a certain age range, hold a level of attraction for me, not be in a relationship, not be a smoker, have hygiene and good presentation, and be able to do more than send poorly spelt, sexed with photos of their dicks. Mm. Fair.
3: Okay, yeah, so the problem is not finding someone that just meets the sexy needs. It's finding some of that meets the sexy needs plus the everyday relationship requirements like, that you have to enjoy someone's yeah. company.
1: Yeah. So
2: send your resume to gmail.com <laughs> <at Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Add in those who aren't fearful of seeing another man naked in case it makes them gay. Then it's quite a tall order.
2: Sorry. No, you just made me laugh. You just, Sorry. that's all you did. You just made me laugh. So she
1: put it in quote marks and so I was like, because i gay, I'm not gay, man. Then it's quite a tall order. But they are out there. I know. I've met a few. They need to meet us first at a neutral location and we never play straight after a first meeting. I'm a picky bitch. We never play straight after first oh, meeting. Oh, I never play directly after a first right. meeting. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's so, like, I was like, you play straight? straight? <laughs> no, we never play directly. Yep. <clears throat> I'm a picky bitch and I'm not going to get waxed for just anyone. <laughs> they need to be at least someone who I can have a conversation with. I'm the same if I'm welcoming them into my home and hosting them in my vagina.
3: I mean, this is Agree. This all fair. Like, this yeah. yeah. A sexual partner is not just about the having the right bits and being sexually no, attracted. You've got, yeah. Sexual attraction includes what they sound like yeah. and how they comport themselves. Yeah.
1: So there was this one guy who seemed to fit the bill. We'll call him Van for reasons that will become clear okay. in a tiny
3: minute. Does he have a van? <laughs> uh, who knows?
1: <laughs> we met him at a late-night cafe and he seemed to be okay. We spoke for a couple of hours. It was getting late and the cafe was closing, so it was a natural progression for us to finish off the meeting and for Hub and I to discuss with each other what our thoughts were before we decided if he was a candidate. Now, at this point, I was sort of on the fence, but leaning more towards the no side. This is just something that just just didn't sit right. All right. Mm. Intuition. Didn't That's sit fine. right. Except that this guy wanted to continue the conversation. Mm. He invited us out to the car park as he wanted to show us something that he had in his car.
2: Now. (laughs) Was this
1: car a van, you ask? It was a white, windowless
3: van. Yeah, very good. I just, at this point, I would like to get some, just some guesses as to what he might want to show them. Uh, Because, like, my guess is, like... I
2: was thinking of puppy dog.
3: See, I'm thinking in this context, some sort of sex dungeon van conversion.
2: he's showing the van. He's like,
3: this is what I have to offer. He's showing
2: off the prize. Um, Here's what you could have won.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Cindy says, I'm not going to brag on someone because of their car. As Ted Bundy as this looked, but it was winter and I was tired and so I kind of got the ick at the van. And then the final nail in the ick coffin occurred when he opened up the back of his van to show that he was already set up in case we wanted to, you know, go for it right there.
2: He's a man on the go, knows what he needs.
1: Apparently, he'd parked his van so that no one would see or even guess what was going on once we were inside and the back door was closed. Now, I've seen true crime shows about what happens to people who climb into vans with strangers that it usually ends up with them in a pit and a guy wearing their skin. I looked at the hub with the signal and he extracted us from the conversation politely and swiftly. It was an easy block and move on. Now that's bad, but I'm not sure that's dead Bundy bad.
3: No one died. It could have died. Like that that is a this, da- dangerous this situation. This is very
1: dangerous situation. Especially to be
3: sprung on you without like just like hey, I've I, actually got my van yeah. and we can go there right Not now. Rather the than go weird, back to your
1: place. I want to show you something, follow me to the, the car yeah. park. That's what makes me so uncomfortable.
2: All, all of those points. Plus, it's hard to, to anyone, it's hard to sell a sex van as a, <laughs> as a, like a, hey, here's my sex van, get in it with, like, just as a. I
3: even think that, like, this behavior might be what people think of when they think of swinging that gives it a bad. Well, yes, they think that anyone who's the... a
1: swinger is just going to want to drop trowel and do it wherever. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, and like, I, I will say, I'm not sure what what Cindy's uh, experience is, but definitely the the stereotype is that the men involved in the swinging uh, in the swinging scene are more uh, kind of on the <clears throat> on the extreme side than the the women, and the women are the limiters. Uh, mm. Basically, they they decide what happens and when, and the men are just like, yes, everything please. goes, yeah. So
1: mm, mm, mm. I felt real uncomfortable you, yeah, I'm, glad, no, no, no. I'm glad you decided not to get in that van today. Oh
2: yeah, sex van d- Especially no.
1: windowless <laughs> That Even he if, didn't tell you about until you were there yeah. Even Ooh. if your
2: partner of 10 years Goes, honey, I bought the sex van It's still like a weird It's still a conversation but, yeah. Where you're going to be circling I, I don't think
3: your- there is a good situation Where a sex van is a surprise No <laughs> No absolutely. surprise sex fan. No, yeah, e- even not. if you are, yeah, in a committed relationship and you know and you know what each other are into, and you're into kind of the surprise. more extreme. Like if you just show up and you've, you've got it's like, honey, twelve sex grand? Fan. Kidding. I'm like, what are we doing with a sex fan? Yes, <laughs> yeah. Is it just for unless our, you've yeah. spoken about it beforehand? You're like, you know, would be a great idea. Sex Sex fan. <laughs>
1: All right. So this is swing foul number two. I'm not going to read out the, the italicized heading because okay. this one I feel like gives too much away. I was a bit smitten with this guy who I will call AB when Hub showed me his photos taken at a sporting event. AB was ripped. Like this guy was just so AB
3: asp- for abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like this guy was aspirational and I definitely wanted to see him in real life. So we met him, he was charming, and I asked straight up, why no girlfriend? And he claimed that he had no time because of his sporting schedule, which is why he was after something that was no strings attached to sex. AB told me that he loved older women. I was just over 40 at this time because we know what we want, unlike his female peers. He did puppy dog eyes and then he fucking lifted his shirt in that accidental way that gym bros do when they want you to see that they have an aid pack.
3: I'm not sure I know what that way is. Is it like when they reach up over like their hands, It's like
1: you know, you know, I don't know, like a stretch or like some kind of like you know, washing your hands on your shirt where it accidentally comes up? Sure, yeah, yeah.
2: Fingers can get snagged on bottoms of shirts. Yeah. Also, yeah, I mean, like
3: I'm aware that shirts can
2: or lift scratching and show your stomach, apart. like you know, okay. when you do that, like yeah, and
1: then it, and then it. We're all doing, like, physical things to. in the...
2: We're all trying to figure out how <laughs> to. done yeah, because none of us have ever done it before. Apparently, like. I don't hang out with enough gym people. <laughs> no, <it's>
1: not <laughs> really. Um, Cindy says, that was the sugar paste on the already sweet icing on the cake that had me locked and loaded. But well,
3: Cindy knows what she wants yeah. and Fucking gym bros
1: yep. and their damn abs. Yep,
3: good.
1: Within a week, AB was over and the sex was, and this is underlined, good. Stamina, flexibility, and those fucking abs he continued to keep in contact with the plan that he would be available for another round in a few weeks after a major sporting event he was competing in i watched the event on tv Ooh, this is like
2: a, hey, it's a yeah fun. This is, <laughs> it's fun it's real sporting. Event. Hey, hey
1: i saw him do all right in it i mean he's no first placer but the camera loves him i sent him a cheeky text later that night and he replied back to thank me for being a fan Okay, weird, mm. but no red flag. Thanks for being a
3: fan. That's a that's a reddish flag. It's pink.
2: Reddish. There is yeah. a there is a sort of a, a when an athlete is on like or athlete rock, someone yeah. performing is on top of their game and someone says, "Hey man, that was awesome." They 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 can just I understand sort So thanks for your being your support. And he yeah, said it in yeah. a way that made it sound like a cheerleader. Yeah, it was but a little.
1: I don't a little want dismissive. to feel like I'm anyone's roadie. Like yeah. I don't want to be like groupie. No, yeah, I think like, it's.
2: The, I think he, uh, my instinct. He's got the messaging wrong. It, it instead of yeah. thanks for your support. It's he said thanks for it's nice. Uh, thank you for being a fan. So of just my body, to sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it definitely could
3: be like thanks for caring enough to watch. Or it's just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you
0: want me. Mm -hmm.
3: And it's like Mm -hmm. uh, one of those is redder than the other. Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
1: So Cindy continues, then I did a silly thing that was ultimately the right thing to do. I decided to check out his professional social media, you know, just to look at his photos and admire his dedication (laughs) to his sport. (laughs) And then it says, ha ha, -ha," I was straight up perving, let's face it. And that's when I discovered that A.B. did not have a girlfriend. A.B. had a fiancé and the wedding was around three months away.
2: Okay. Fantastic. Press the button. Under the assumption that he has misled. Well, she said,
1: why no girlfriend? And he's like, oh, I don't have time to have a relationship (laughs) because of all my sport is what he said. He lied.
3: Yeah. Um, If it hadn't
1: been addressed... Fine, but he's he straight up lies.
3: I, I just wanted to raise a flag. Like, I'm not sure why you think a silly thing is checking someone's public social media. I
1: I'm usually pretty against. Um, like, I don't like to. I like to find out things from people rather than looking yeah. at them on the internet.
3: But I but, but I think like at this point. Yeah, you like, fucked them. You, you've had <laughs> sex with them. Like, <laughs> you got to know them a yep. little bit, and I think what they put. Out in public is now something that you should familiarize yourself yeah. with, mm. just in case like there are things that you need to know, like fiance, or it is an open it's it's an open secret that Especially he has sex with. Though, uh, if
1: if they're a public person, yeah. like you don't mm. want to be not yeah, to, uh, like what if you say the wrong thing to somebody else and then everyone's in a whole bunch of trouble? like, yeah.
3: like that's the thing you wouldn't want to accidentally out. Them yes. to someone because yeah. if you're just like I had I had sex with a really yeah. hot person who's an athlete and you're like what kind of athlete and you're like this person you're like was it this person mm. like, then well,
1: your is amazing the faux pas. yeah so
3: that's the thing I don't think it's silly to check someone's no I at I, this point in their relationship
2: I agree public information if yeah. someone's willingly putting sharing the public the, before the first
3: date. I think stalking someone can be Yeah, I never
1: do that because because then it's so inauthentic. You know stuff about people before. It's creepy and weird if you bring up something. Oh, I saw that on your profile. Okay, what are we going to talk about then?
3: Unless you're talking to someone like on a social media. But yeah, I think at this point you're perfectly perfectly fine to have checked social media mm. Mm. so cindy's
1: pretty angry at this point yeah absolutely i was fuming that he lied because i have a policy of never having sex with guys in relationships unless their partners are in the lifestyle and they do it as a couple yeah. mm. i do not condone cheating and had i known this bit of info prior to meeting him there would have been no meeting even with those damn ads
3: and this is the ethical part of ethical non mm mm-hmm. yes
1: mm-hmm. Hub deferred to me as to what I wanted to do about it, and in my annoyance, I deleted everything and blocked him. Hub then contacted him and simply told him that we'd found out he was partnered and that wasn't something we were interested in unless his partner also wanted to join us. Funny how really horrified these guys are when you suggest their wives or girlfriends join in the Mm. bedroom fun.
2: Yes, funny that.
1: For those wondering... I thought about contacting her, but decided against it. See, we should have asked the other question for this episode. (laughs) Decided against it because it really wasn't my place to ruin her dream wedding. And if I'm being honest, I didn't want to get embroiled in the drama as it could have really bitten me badly. Call me a coward, dot, dot, dot. I don't think you're a coward, especially when there's a chance that someone could out you Mm retaliatorily.
3: Yep. I I think that works. Retaliatively? In retaliation, in retaliation Yeah, let's just <laughs> yeah, that's reword that easier.
1: I did follow the wedding journey This was back when people weren't so private about their socials So I watched the uploaded wedding video They looked so happy And while I knew he was a cad and a bounder I truly hoped that we were just a momentary lapse in his judgement And that they would live happily and monogamously ever after
3: Can I ask for a definition of the word bounder?
1: Like a, like a fuckboy Bounce, okay. Bouncing from person to person. Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: There you go. Every yep. day's a school yeah, day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Every now and then I'd do a cheeky socials check to see what was happening. They were divorced within a year. Well, well
3: that's um, unfortunate.
1: She's now moved on with a lovely guy. That's so she's fortunate. really following this yeah. along. Mm. And he's kind of washed up and living in a different state.
3: Well,. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Uh, maybe he still has abs, and yeah, but not
2: forever. But not we'll forever. <laughs> I Time mean, I
1: feel like when you get washed thing. up, maybe that means less abs. Maybe he's going to go to six pack instead of an eight pack now. Sure, let's hope so. Gee. Now I've got one more shortish one, and then I think we'll put the other three stories into another episode. Sounds okay. good. Yeah. All right. So this is Swing Fail number three. Uh, I'm going to read half of the italicized title oh, of this okay. one. We venture into our first club.
3: Okay. Ooh.
1: Swingers. It starts. swings clubs are weird, man. Yes. <laughs> we went to one when we first wanted to know more about the lifestyle, but hadn't really met anybody. We rolled up, paid our money, after already having a chat on the way in that we were not going to do anything with anybody else. All clothes were staying firmly on, and we were just there to do a tourist and maybe meet some people. We kind of treated it like a science experiment just mm. to do research in a way, I guess.
3: Very, very responsible way yes. to approach it. Yes, yeah.
1: you just kind of you just want it's like an education visit. it's like a yeah. it's like a tour of the site before you work there.
3: <laughs> well yeah, this is this is uh, informed consent. You need yes. to be informed first.
1: Now when you are brand new to clubs, the host will take you on a tour. So you can see all the features, rooms, and spaces available. Very nice. This, I also realized later, is like a neon flashing sign above your heads that says new meat to any of the regulars. And boy, oh boy, do regulars like themselves a bit of new mm. meat. Below is a shortened list of the most interesting people that we encountered in the precisely four hours that we were there.
3: Okay. All right. Um, Cindy, firstly, from what I know about you, I'm a big fan. Uh, I fingers crossed, this doesn't get into me thinking less of you for judging people. But okay. Um this is like like, that introduction was like, oh okay. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um but yeah. I'm um, just just putting that out there that I,
2: I. I thought we were barreling towards an an explosive uh, list of public figures that she's run across. The Prime Minister of Australia, <laughs> the, the,
0: he's geez. too religious to be in a place like that. Here we go. Come he'd on, he'd
1: be out there baptising people as they came out. <laughs> um, that's our old Prime Minister. Our yeah, new one's different.
2: Albo's
3: not no Christian. Yeah, Alba um, would be in a sex club. Yeah, he'd be at the door shaking
1: people's hands on the way in,
3: yeah, handing out free condoms.
1: Yeah, probably. I'm just so used to having a wanker for Prime Minister. It hasn't really hit me (laughs) that we don't have one that's... I don't
3: know what his his opinion on group sex is. No, but I feel
1: like it'd be like, don't yuck someone else's. Yeah. Number one, a couple who informed us straight up that she was newly pierced and then proceeded to show us a very intimate piercing that still makes my eyes water when I think about it.
3: That's... I mean, and that's a lot at the first meeting. Yeah,
1: like you don't just go. That's 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 flashing someone. Yeah,
3: like, yeah, uh, and yeah, I being in a sex club doesn't give you consent to do whatever you want.
1: Yeah, you can't yeah. just be like, well, you're here, so look at my vulva. Yeah, yes. like-
2: a lot of, I, a lot of people with t- tattoos and piercings, they love them and they're willing to show them off. That's yeah. their body and their artwork. They're happy to do that. It may be, maybe like, not so would you much like on the like to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do
1: you want to see? No, 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 no. End no, of I conversation. Believe, I
2: believe you. Yeah.
1: Number two a woman nearly concussing herself by climbing onto the pool table to do a sexy dance.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: But instead, smashing her head onto the low hanging pool table light.
2: Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. That person got hurt. But she
1: it- sustained a cut on her forehead, but don't worry. She was at it later in the night with a group of people, bloodied head and all. So clearly, no harm, no foul.
2: You shouldn't come out of a swinging party, like, banded, bloodied and bandaged with a black it eye. definitely not the ideal situation. Gangrene. See, I, I, Wipe
1: I've seen, your face.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I've seen
3: that happen... Without the sex at the end. And yes. it, wasn't, it wasn't a sex club. It was just like a pub on yeah.
1: a Friday night. Woman, yeah. <laughs> but like at least when that happens, normally you just like go, oh, shit. And then go wipe your face in the yes. bathroom. You don't go, oh, man, I'm bleeding. Let's fuck. Yeah.
2: Medic. Yeah. <laughs> <You're the>
0: medic. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Okay. Number three. Two guys giggling and enjoying the spa by themselves until a woman suddenly came up for air. <laughs>
0: Ah. I was observing
1: for a good long time, too. So... This woman clearly had gills.
2: Is she a scuba. Yeah. That's
1: impressive.
3: I mean, yeah, that like that's that's totally fine. That's just a fun
2: voyeurism yeah. thing there. I like the giggling. I like the giggling.
1: I wouldn't put my head under. <laughs>
2: no, that's quite dangerous in a spa. In a spa, is spa is it
1: especially especially a sex, sex club, club spa. spa. Yeah. Like normally they say don't put your hair, don't put your head under there because like the the jets can suck your Sucking hair in and hair, you'll die. Yes. But also, warm water. And bodily fluids. I,
3: I would assume that the sex club spa, like like gay spas, are highly highly chlorinated.
1: See, you think this, but I go to some like I've been to like just bathhouses, not not sex bath yeah. houses, but like there's sort of floating band aid in one first. So like mm-hmm. and you, like they're meant to be like medispas spa's, and they're yeah. still dirty. I just don't trust them. Just yeah. don't trust them. Putting
3: your head under is is a, is a call. It's a call. that yeah. Yeah. you, a you could make.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Now, this is more an interesting one. Okay. I I don't feel like she's yucking somebody's yum. I feel like she's fascinated by it. Okay. A cougar walking her cub on a leash.
3: That's not. She said this one
1: fascinated me. He looked to be in his mid twenties, and she was considerably older. She was literally walking him like a dog, and she would stop and talk with people who would pat him like a dog. So now this goes back to an episode that Zane was Mm -hmm. on, Mm -hmm. uh, Zane and the To Do List, where we talked about pup play. play,
3: This may not be pup play. This might be master-slave. Right. Um, but
1: they're patting him like a dog. Is that different?
3: Well, yeah. If if the master wants them to act like a dog and right. be treated like a dog, it might not right. be that they want to perform as a dog or uh, basically enter that headspace. But, yeah, I mean, this – and, again, this is kind of a safe – a sex club is a safe space for this kind of expression mm. um, before it turns – I guess before anyone gets actively involved in sex. Yes, so, right. yeah.
1: Um... And then she says, here's where I admit that I kind of also wanted to pat him. <laughs> but I didn't because I was a little bit
3: scared. The same rules apply in that situation as with real dogs. You just ask, may I pet them?
1: Yeah. It's and like, no, they're a working dog. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and it has to be, it's always the younger the younger person crawling around on their knees because the, they actually get the hardware for Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I spent two minutes on the floor, I'd be groaning.
3: Ah, no. oh, give me up.
1: This body is not made yeah, for submission like that. (laughs) Crumbling
2: before my eyes. Um,
1: Later, I saw her with a man in a room and the cub sat on the floor by the bed like a dog would and watched her and the man have sex.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Fine. That might be pup play then.
1: I started to feel a bit freaked out after this and Hub decided it was best to go home. We did try and go to one more club about a month later, but as we got closer, I had a visceral reaction and Hub decided that it probably wasn't our scene and we should just go home instead and have a quiet night in. I haven't been back to a club since. I don't really want to.
3: That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like that's the thing like clubs are the more extreme side of anything.
1: Yeah. Well, it's where people let their let their flag fly yeah. really. Yeah. Like cuz it's it's you're with a group of people who are not likely to yuck your yum.
3: Also, you're in a place where there is going to be interaction with the public mm. it's not just about your experience mm. and your sexual experience with the, the, the your partner or partners it's there is an element of voyeurism and exhibitionism that's inherent in that and if mm. that is not what you're involved in the scene for then that's not... Yeah, it's just not your part of the scene. So, yeah. similar to
2: anything you enjoy doing in... A hobby you like doing in private. As soon yes. as you start doing it around a thousand people, you're you're, you're aware that they're watching how your hands are doing yeah. it. You're yeah. aware of what's going on. Yeah, I've so honestly... I I've
1: that. I've definitely wanted to go to a club before just to... Just to I mean, my journalistic sense of yeah. curiosity. Mm. I've wanted to write about it back when I was doing relationship columns. I was so curious and a little bit titillated. I'm not going to lie. Like... I don't necessarily think I'd want to go to a club and partake. Partake, but watching people—that's kind of hot. And sometimes.
2: if you're going to be negative or spiteful about it at all, I'd rather you go to the someone go to the club and have a look first, and then be and then still be negative. Or if you're yeah, going, at least to, know what they're yeah. talking about. Yeah. You know? mm, yeah. Interesting. All
1: right. So, from the first uh, three stories and a couple of little cute interactions, what mm. are our lessons learned this week for the Swinger Chronicles? I was.
2: I wanted to quickly go back to how much snooping is allowed on social media. Yeah. Just to sort of clarify, I suppose, if someone's got a, on a public profile, they've got 100 photos up and, a, and an about me and here's my movies and a, aren't you allowed to go, oh, I learnt, I've i learned of this person and I will now consume the, the, their life and go so through it.
1: here's what I've said to friends before. You're totally fine to look at as much as you want mm. as long as it's not hurting you.
2: Okay. Yeah. I
1: get quite cranky when I've had besties phone me up and go, oh my God, he's engaged. And I'm like, how do you know that? I was looking through his Instagram and I was scrolling through. I'm like, why do you do this to yourself? Mm, When mm. it hurts you, don't do it. If it's just curiosity and they're putting it out there, then fine. Don't do it before you meet someone. I agree with Zane in that I think it's kind of creepy if you do a deep dive on somebody before you meet because then what are you going to talk about? Like you're forming an opinion of them that you, you, you don't know... Like you could go in and they could actually be a great person, but you could have formed a really weird opinion because of one thing that you misinterpreted. I mean,
3: it's it's also the same reason why you don't want to chat at extreme length length with someone. So Mm. you're not forming an opinion that you're falling in love with and then you meet them and there's no actual chemistry. And so you have that mini heartbreak because the 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 fake image that you had in your head turned out not to be real
2: so maybe so maybe my lesson is less to do with social media and more to do with the the, the sense of discovery and and uh, all that that can come from talking to a person face to face don't uh you'll yeah if you scour someone's social media profile for 10 hours you'll get a you'll invent a, a person yeah a, or a yeah. copy of that person person and you'll for, for that to say, say I can't tell like,
0: you
1: the amount of times that I've written something online and someone said something to me about it and I'm like wow that is not how I meant it at all mm, that yeah. played completely differently in my head so I wouldn't want someone forming an opinion of me just on my socials
2: and I think another little my, another little uh, lesson would be if you are going to giggle at something like a sw- like swingers or any pony played or any sort of kink or any, ask yourself why and maybe and if you are Going, hey! I've, I, if you find yourself going, actually, I don't know why. Maybe it, Maybe you don't need to do the thing to uh, to at least educate yourself about yeah. it. You don't have to. Uh, if you want to find out more about the trans community, you don't have to be your trans yourself. You can okay. just learn, you know. Um, so that's probably my my lessons, Elizabeth.
1: Never go to a second location.
2: Yes, <laughs>
1: on a fest date, uh, ever.
2: In, generally, in general, uh, <laughs> no
1: surprise sex fans. <laughs>
3: yes, I think so, yeah, surprise sex fans just ride out. Yeah, um, because yeah, the only the only context which I can imagine it working well is if you know that they are into surprise sex vans. If they've
1: said, wait, we should yeah. get a sex van, and then and van. then, like a year later you've saved up and bought it and you've gone, surprise, here is the sex van that yeah. we have previously spoken <laughs> yeah. about.
3: Yes. Uh, first date, oof, yeah, that, that's a bold move.
1: Second location, no matter where it is, I would not have left that restaurant on a first date if someone be, was creeping me out.
3: I'd be very interested in seeing if that's ever worked for him.
1: Uh, well it's like that episode of of How I Met Your Mother the naked guy play like it was it was the, he said what was it 3 times out of 10 it works where you leave the room the guy takes off his clothes he comes the girl comes back and she'll either freak out or she'll have sex.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I would freak out. I I'd can, be like I... what are you doing? Unless I really
0: like <laughs> and that, that
3: and that's the thing. Like there is there is a constant for unless. every action. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, my, my main takeaway is the fact that uh, the the scene as as Cindy calls it is still so much about secrecy and mm. remaining in the closet. Mm. Um, which and again I think that's just harks back to my own experience of being in the closet is like that's a little unfortunate. Whereas I think if you could if if everyone could be more open and uh, open about it and, and and not be judged for it, then that would both make it easier and safer mm. to partake.
1: This is why I was so keen when Cindy first mentioned that she was a part of the scene to to get these stories mm. on here because I wanted... I, uh, that's our main goal with Ghost of Boyfriends Past is to always talk about everything to do with sex dating and relationships so that it normalises... Yeah. Experiences that other people are going through, and that we can all learn lessons from. Like, don't fuck a couple if you've got a fiance and you've lied about
3: it. I mean, I think it is just don't lie about having a fiance. Yeah. Um. Because then everyone is. Informed enough to make consent yeah. particularly
2: if you're a public figure if you're playing professional sport or whatever this yeah. person was you, you, you're going to probably get get found out eventually I want a, a small part of me wants to know but a large part of me doesn't want to know if this guy named his sex fan like he's got a name for it oh, he's um, definitely got a name um, for yeah, it I, yeah. D- yeah. I, I do want to know but I really don't <laughs> as well in
1: equal it's a groupy thing like yeah. in his, the fact that she, he called her a fan mm,
0: interesting
1: um, yeah look my and it's and it's probably my number one relationship rule full stop is don't withhold information that would enable somebody else to make an informed decision on whether they want to be with you or not and that's happened to me in lots of relationships people have withheld that you know they don't want to get married withheld that they're not wanting to have children withheld that they are cheating on me like i want all the information and then if i decide that you're still worth me putting my heart through that then that's great but don't withhold information that would enable someone to Make an informed consensual decision it's, about it's you. Fa-
2: it's fair to the other person and it but it makes your life easier in the long run. Like Yeah, can it you alone, imagine? Like if I
1: had a public persona, there's no way I'd be doing stuff like that. Yeah. Like ugh, ugh, I'd be anxious all the time. But then I'm not a white dude who has privilege of
3: yeah, and and, hot, and, and, I'm not yeah.
1: like a hot white dude. And but
3: that's the thing. Like I think Cindy has the right approach. Like she calls herself a picky bitch. Yeah. But having those prerequisites, that is both safe for her Mm -hmm. and her lifestyle and her husband but it's also making sure that uh things don't go awry
1: that's that's another thing i want to bring up as a lesson i women do it more than men we call ourselves picky i'm just picky you're not picky you have standards and you and you're allowed to say what you want that doesn't make you picky that doesn't make you difficult that doesn't make you high maintenance Mm. You want what you want. Can you imagine anyone ever going, Oh, he's just really he's just a picky bastard. Yeah. When, like yeah. people don't talk about men that way. And women we talk about ourselves that way. We're just like, Oh, I'm just I'm just really picky and that's why I'm single. No, you just want someone to treat you. But Cindy well. said
3: it right at the start. Yeah. It's like you can just throw a stick and hit a horny guy who yeah. will have sex with she you. She said a small grain of sand. A small small grain of sand. Yeah. And hit a horny guy who'll have sex with you. Uh it's really but it's about figuring out whether or not that guy is yeah. going to be. I just say get it.
1: rid of the negative language. You're yeah. allowed. You are allowed to have preferences with who yeah. you allow into your vagina. Yeah,
2: you
3: <laughs> have exclusive criteria.
2: Yeah, speaking uh, uh, speaking on stereotypes and ge- and two general general generally generalities. Um, Anytime that it's a good thing to know what you want, it's a good thing to know who you are. So don't, but yeah. af- don't apologize for those things. That's good. the, the, yep. the world needs more of that. More, and of-
3: it sounds like Cindy and her husband have a really strong connection and on- and honest with each other where they're on the same team. Yes. and I think that that is very uh, yes very admirable as well.
1: Yeah, none of this like I've seen people who are in uh, in the swinging scene um who have said um you know i just want to make you happy that yes. says to yeah. me that they're not they're not happy with it as well like they're yeah. doing it because the other partner wants to i think having that um being on the same page about it is super important
2: yeah mm. so we're we're not done with this little saga no, this will this I've will uh, kick on uh, a
1: couple more pages so in- time will tell whether it will be uh, an extra one episode or an extra two
2: so, uh, could be
1: a, a sequel, could be a trilogy
2: So we'll put a bookmark in this little story, boys and girls Off you go with the rest of your lives I know you you want to hang out with Tom and Liz and Zane for the rest of the week And but, hear um,
1: about swingers, because damn
2: We'll hear more of them next time Thank you so much for, for listening We we love your company uh, Write a story into ghosts of boyfriends past at gmail.com Have
1: you ever had a swinging experience that's either gone really, really right or really, really wrong? I want to hear about it. I remember at one point, one of my friends told me that she had a threesome and that she'd created a new core memory. I want to hear this kind of stuff. <laughs> like it's... it's. I, I want to it he- was a good core memory. Yeah, a really good one. I was like, this is the best night of my life.
2: That's when you look back and go, core. Cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so please write in and talk about your first, last, middle sexual experiences yeah, that you've had in wow. a swinging or open relationship. I want to hear about them. In the meantime, if you could write and review us that would make us super happy because we basically get found by you through reviews Mm. in whatever platform that you choose to listen to us through so if you can find a way to write a review for us and if you give us five stars we might read you out on the podcast we'll say whatever you want if you want us to advertise your business and you've given us five stars then we'll do it we are absolute review whores in that (laughs) way other than that Gents, Zane, thank you so much for coming uh, on mic again and giving you know extra depth and You're very insight.
2: To Always this. happy to talk about swinging.
1: Yes, <laughs> uh, and Tom, thank you as ever for being my eloquent co-host. That's
2: all right. Uh, break in the sex vans gently, everybody, <laughs> as you
1: can. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave you with the whole no surprise sex fan. It, it's never okay. <laughs>
0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
2: There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.